This is 100 Days a Year Podcast. Our podcast because, well, you need another podcast. I'm Becky Foucher here with my best friend ever, Jeremy Robondo. And today we're recording episode 14 entitled Friendship for Days, Part 2. Principles of Relationship Interpretation, Part 14. Being friendly is easy. Being a friend is difficult. However, being a truly good friend is an almost insurmountable challenge. There were two boys at a park, sitting on a slide, one ready to go down and the other looking on with encouragement. The boy ready to slide down asks, Hey, how do we know we are friends? The other boy looks up and says, We are here at the park. For some, maybe even most, friendship is this simple. Friendship is the simple act of being in the same place, occupying the same space, sharing in the same activity. It could be talking over drinks, going shopping for a new outfits, studying at the library, meeting at a coffee shop, texting back and forth on a rainy afternoon, and the list goes on. And I am not suggesting for one minute that true friendship is greater than this. Perhaps this is enough. It really may be enough. But maybe, in addition to the activities and love of shared experiences that bind us, a truer bond has yet to be formed. And maybe that bond is the realization and even occasional verbalization that I am here. That concept and those simple words allow the mutual friendship to be understood as being deeper and capable of more imposition and sacrifice than may ever be required. Perhaps this type of friendship is like a swimming pool with an expansive deep end that is never entered into unless absolutely necessary. However, the mere understanding that it exists and the tacit permission each friend gives the other to enter it with the promise they will never be far behind could truly be enough to give the relationship all the closeness it will ever need. It's true. Some of us spend our life in the deep end, verbalizing the deepest parts of our lives, loves, and experiences. But many are fine hanging out in the shallow end, enjoying a lemonade, and speaking simply, content to know the deep end is available and that they will never have to swim there alone. As we realize which friendships are worth holding on to, we need to ask ourselves how we actually do it, how we actually do the work of friendship. And more importantly, we need to make sure we never judge those who prefer a different type of closeness than we do. It is neither better nor worse. It is merely different. So this is part two of our discussion about friendship. We didn't actually realize it was going to be a part two until we realized that, you know, we got through the first part and we're like, we barely scratched the surface of this. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, maybe there'll be a part three, but I'm, I'm, you know, hoping this will wrap it up. But I think this week I've just been thinking about friendship and when we came off the last episode, you know, we were talking about, you know, how we know which friendships to hold on to, you know, what are we, and we just basically started broaching the topic of how to actually be a friend. Mm -hmm. You know, what does it mean to friend, if you will? And I was hoping we could talk a little bit more about that today. And one of the things that struck me when we were discussing the opening is just the fact that I like 
to judge other people's relationships and basically I come away with the the feeling that well mine is better because mm-hmm. I enjoy a deeper level of closeness um, I, I might not even have that conscious thought I just I, I guess I feel that way and and then I realized you know I think I continue to realize you know how wrong and improper that is right do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's it's easy to judge other people's relationships through the lens by which, you know, you see relationships. And that's, you know, just not an honest way to think about other people's relationships because what works for them might not be the thing that works for you. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's honest, but mm-hmm. it's not. I mean, maybe it's just mean it's terrible I guess the question is why like what purpose does that serve I think we all like always like to feel that the way we see life is better than everyone else whether it be friendship or anything else you know the the priorities I set for my life others should set them the same way I mean even if you can intellectually conceptualize and I think most of us do that you know people should be allowed to live their own lives the way they want to uh, you know and, and have the dreams they want to and build the relationships they want to I'm just sitting here thinking, like, of course we think that our way is best, no matter what it is. Right. No, I think that's totally fine. I think that it's, you know, you can think one thing and then you can, you know, actually hold a set of values that are that are different, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think some people have very different ideas of closeness than we have. Some people... And you and I know several people like this who who are content to have their shopping buddy and their sports buddy and their whatever book club buddy. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And they they associate with those people and they, they build their connections through, you know, ex- external forms of bonding and activities. Mm-hmm. And that's truly all that they need. Mm-hmm. And I think what we need to speak to is whether or not those person that person's needs are being met, and and if they are finding what they need through that kind of outlet, then good for them. Right. That's that's great. If you know, if some people are are finding all of the closeness and all of the support and all of the energy that they need to give through what you and I would view as a, a lesser type or, of avenue then right, that's fine right it just doesn't feel intimate enough for us but that right. that all that means is that we want and require a, a greater level of intimacy but right. neither is better right and i and i think you know also who are we to say that to them that intimacy is not great or that is not deep mm-hmm. i mean maybe you know i think some people have um varying degrees of you know how they how they measure closeness i think what you know we might see that as not close but for them that may be like the deepest connection that they need right because i know people who will have relationships like that like friendships and romantic relationships and mm-hmm. just it's all they talk about like it's that meaningful to them yeah right exactly that's a good way to say it. the way they talk about activities and shared experiences yeah and what they're going to do is like every bit as passionate yeah um as the way you and i talk about oh my goodness we just like explored this part of 
this emotion that we've been feeling about this part of life and we never talked about it that way before mm-hmm. and wow we just feel like we got to a new place you know in our relationship right. and yeah and it, it in each each you know you and I or 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 you know whoever whoever we're speaking of we both feel just every bit as passionately right about about the way we speak about those activities or those those uh, experiences right I mean, I, I know people who build family bonds and relationship bonds and friendship bonds over, like, Alabama football, for example. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is just, like, one very common example. Or, for some people, it's, like, a very specific type of food. And, like, their their relationships, like, form around, truly, just around, like, a couple things. Yeah. And it's enough for them. And I think... I just don't think that's bad. I just, I can't quite relate. And I know you can't relate either, but, um, you know, it works for them. Right. And I think it's just the not relating piece mm-hmm. that makes us become judgmental. And therefore superior. Well, maybe. Yeah. And I think it's because, well, we don't understand it. We can't share it. So really it means that the way we experience life and prefer life to be ends up being the best. But again, like we've said, it's not fair and it's not true. Uh, so, you know, I, I think, I think that that it's really, really important um, not to judge those relationships. Mm-hmm. And the reason that are those relationships, and the reason I'm saying it again, is kind of like speaking to myself that you know, as much as we try to force people toward our level of intimacy with the way we talk to them and the way we feel better when they talk back, and I think some people really, really do want that, but don't know how to how to get it or don't know know how to engage in a relationship like like you know we've been lucky enough to be able to have done done so but there are plenty of people who are just like yeah i'm not doing that (laughs) and they can conceptualize a relationship like that i'm thinking of someone i know right now and i i think this person is fantastic but this person has no desire to to go to go there and this person knows what i'm about (laughs) Right. And they know that I want that for them too, but they're like, mm, I'm good. <laughs> you know, like right. they're smart enough to realize that, you know, they're thinking it's like the way you and I are talking about those kinds of relationships. You know, this person's able to conceptualize the way we're, you know, experiencing and the way we prefer relationships. And they're going, no, I'm not interested. So just like, it's easy for us to, to think that we've kind of are sitting on the top of the mountain, looking down on everybody else and their relationships, right. you know, and being able to figure it all out. And, you know, some people just haven't gotten up to our, our, uh, you know, place <laughs> on the mountain, which is not, not the case at all. So I don't know. Right. But, um, I think it's okay for friendship to be simple. And I think even you and I, you know, and people that share our temperament do like to have the coffee shop buddy and the oh. shopping buddy and, you it, know, it, it, it takes the edge off, I think. Well, and I think it's exhausting to kind of live in the emotional space. Right. 24 well, seven. I, yeah. Although I think we can do it maybe longer periods of time, but I, I can't live there 24 seven. Right. No, I can't either. And I, and I think our, our friends that are, I guess we'll call them coffee shop buddies. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's kind of a nice break from intensity, which we love. I mean, you and I mm-hmm. love intensity, but, you know, we need to clear our heads. We need to just sit down and, like, talk about something casual with someone, because that is refreshing. It's easy. 
It's easy. Right. It's not as it's not a lot of work. It's not exhausting. And you understand why people like enjoy that to the extent of everything else. Because difficult conversations, emotionally heavy conversations, don't always give everybody the same kind of like satisfaction like it gives us. Sometimes it's just pure tension. Oh, sometimes you, yeah, you can like see the pain well mm-hmm. up in the other person's face and you're like And then that's when you know you're like, Okay, I'm gonna wrap this one up. Right, exactly. <laughs> But, but so, but no, I, I mean, I think there's a healthy pacing that occurs with, um, you know, our temperament. I think, you know, you and I feed each other, uh, with, you know, the, the intensity that you and I, I both thrive on. Um, and, and we do have, we do have people in our life that are coffee shop buddies that take us, you know, that kind of refresh us and, and bring us to a, a lighter spot. And you and I do this for each other throughout yeah. the day anyway. But, um, but no, I think, I think we need that kind of pacing. I don't think it's, I think when, when we get stuck in our heads too much, we start doing crazy stuff. Yeah. Do you think you actually, cause I just, this thought just hit me. Do you think you actually enjoy having those conversations a lot? Because, you know, the, the easier conversations I'm talking about, because then you go, Hey, I can still do this. I'm I can, still normal. Uh, yeah, I can still have a conversation that's not about the deepest, darkest parts of my life, you know, and I can just, like, talk about nothing. Yeah, you know? yeah, of, of course, yeah. I don't know, I sometimes feel like, great, I can actually enjoy this moment talking about nothing. Well, I, I think it's also a reminder, too, and this sounds self-serving, and maybe it is, but I think it's also a reminder that we can be approachable and, like, relatable. Mm, yeah. You know, because nobody, nobody likes people that don't know how to talk about, like, normal stuff mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. we don't want to be weirdos oh, we're, we're totally weirdos it's too late for that <laughs> what do you think about like the opening when we we're discussing the opening about base and I, and I don't mean to like make this like they're just two different types of people people who love intensity like we do and people who are fine with just um you know carefree you know activity related friendships i'm thinking specifically of and because we know that there's a wash it's a spectrum you know people you know from the very you know i'm trying to say from the people who are just purely activity related to people like you know you and me and i'm sure there are even people greater than you and i who just spend all their time talking about the deepest and darkest stuff but um do you think there's something to be said for people who really prefer you know easier types of conversation relationships built around activities but it's like they've known each other for so long they've been in each other's lives in so many certain ways and even though the emotional moments that they've experienced maybe have gone undiscussed but it's because they've shared them even if they're not frequent that they know if things got horribly bad that those other people would just be in their space and and they would and they would be there no matter what regardless Here's the thing, I I don't I don't necessarily think that those people have that conscious thought all the time. Um, I think definitely a lot of them do. I think a lot of a lot of people can have that monologue that you know you just said. I think people think that in their minds. Um, or maybe they don't, but they just never doubt for a minute that their buddy or their friend will just be right with them because they've right. always just been right with them regardless of whatever situation they've been in. Right, and I mean, yeah. I mean, or, or right, or they don't think about it at all. Um, I mean, I know several people who, um, 
you know, who, who have these, these friends that have been in their life for years and they, they don't, it's, you know, they don't regularly necessarily discuss their emotions and their fears and their, mm-hmm. their, you know, how they think. But like you said, like they'll encounter, um, like if there's a death in the family, they're the first person there, you know, if there's, uh, you know, if their car breaks down and they need to get groceries, they're right there. I mean, right. and, and I just think that's, I think that's beautiful. You know, right. I don't. And maybe the words, I love you and I'm here for you are never spoken. But if we talk about love as an action, which I think we can all agree that's what it is. Right. It's the, not just the warm feeling. Right. Right. Then, then they're doing the job of love. So clearly that's what love is. Clearly and, they understand it. And clearly they do. They love their <laughs> right. friends. So, you know, maybe now I'm, I'm thinking, you know, well, what's greater? The people who can verbalize all of the, you know, who have the love language and can verbalize it, can verbalize how they feel about people, you know, like what we do at the end of an episode, or like people who just do the job and just have a trouble and maybe never articulate it. You know, because, you know, what we say at the end of the episode, we talk about, we do a confession of love, and then we encourage people to tell people that they love them, which I do think is important regardless. Right. But I think you can say, I love you to people all day long, and if you never do the job, well, then that's a problem. Right. You know, and if you never say I love you, but you're always doing the job, I think that's probably far better. Yeah. Right. Although I think articulating it would be beneficial. However. Right. We're, we're We're justified by what we do. Right. And, you know, what is love? And what is, you know, what is the job of being a friend? And it's obviously what? It's loving. Right. It's not just articulating. Right. Which one is more believable? Right. Or which one just is and which one isn't? Right. Uh, yeah. No. That's you know true. what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I just wanted to say one more thing. Yeah, about, of course. About Sorry. This, and that is, I, I just don't think, I, I just don't think that people who may not operate you know on the same type of emotional caliber I, I just don't think that's bad I don't think and I'm not saying that you say that you think that because sure. I don't I'm just saying like for some people that is like to them their their way of life being like not as emotional but still like giving and receiving that love that you're talking about that's enough for them and like yeah. You know, then there's people like us who, who like, have to articulate how we feel and, and we have to express ourselves and we have to talk about our feelings all the time. And, like, that's great, too. And I just don't mm-hmm. think that one is better. I think it's just a matter of, of people's, you know, the systems of their minds just being made differently. Yeah, and I, and I think it's important, you know, that, I don't know, we, you and I have never really talked about it in these express terms but like we almost feel like we need to proselytize you know the people who haven't yet experienced (laughs) this type of intimacy or verbal intimacy um, and kind of bring them along and I think some people need that and they want that and once once you tell you know I've had friends where I say hey I love you I love our relationship I want you to know how much I appreciate our friendship and and it's and it they don't shut down however you realize these aren't words that get spoken very often in their presence, at least to them. And they're immediately responsive and they, they articulate it. Yeah. You know, so I think it's important. You know, I think it's important to find people. That you did that for me years ago. And I remember just feeling so found. Oh. Like I felt like somebody got me. You know, yeah. you were like the first person 
and I, I felt found. Mm. So yeah, I think people need that nurturing. They need. Well, I don't. Maybe well, not everybody. No, well, I, well, well, that's not I true mean, either. I think you know who's <laughs> going to get hurt because you say you love them. You know, nobody. No, but I mean, I I think what you're trying to say is that some people need. Some people may feel that, and for them, it's like a dream. You know, for me, it was like I would. I remember just like thinking about having that kind of connection with someone and just thinking it was beautiful and I wanted it and thinking I had it and I I think some people don't you know they don't realize it until somebody brings brings it to their attention yeah that it is it is existing with them right now mm -hmm. you know but I think some people need to have permission sure. and I think sometimes you know I can think of like I said it earlier, you know, people in, in my life who I try to say things to and it's like, <laughs> you can it's like please stop. <laughs> please, it's like, I love you. You love me. Can we just agree on that and move on? Um, can we you never know? say it? Can we never again? say it? Uh, yeah. Can we never say it out loud again? Uh, but no. And, and I get it. And I think, I think loving people is all about kind of pushing people, maybe their boundaries a little bit, but then realizing, Hey, these are your boundaries. These are your comfort levels. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go beyond that. Right. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, I just think because I love knowing people and I love knowing what people are comfortable with and what they're uncomfortable with. Right. I just think it's so funny how like it's human nature to kind of like recoil when you have to really share yourself like that. Like I'm thinking of that Nicholas Sparks movie where, um, the the soldier his father is dying mm -hmm. and he is at his he's at his bedside in the hospital and he like he can't he's he wrote this beautiful letter to his father mm -hmm. and he couldn't get past like the first couple statements because it was just like obviously he was choking up but you could tell that he it took a lot of energy for him to like verbalize his emotions out loud mm -hmm. and it's just like why do why is that human nature like why do we have to work so hard to be honest about love like wh yeah. why is that a struggle well i mean i think it goes back to like several episodes we've done where it's just you know the fear of rejection and the you know the fear that it's not going to be reciprocated which i guess is again saying yeah. you know speaking of rejection in another way um and, but i think even when we know that the feeling will be returned and the sentiment will be returned and the words will be returned. We're still reticent to say it, you know? So it's, you know, I guess it's what makes intimacy that much more wonderful because it's that much more difficult to achieve. And it's at least verbal intimacy. If, yeah. And what you're saying is that it's something that you do. You have to do intimacy. You know, you have to work at it. You have to, you know, make mm -hmm. it a priority. So then like, what do we, what do we say about, Again, I just want to kind of go back to people in our lives who, you know, form these wonderful connections with people over shared activities. And, you know, they may have kids and then they're at each other's functions, family functions and things like that. And, or like, you know, there's a group of friends and they go out on a boat and then they go to a game and then they all go for coffee and they go out for dinner. And it's just laughing and, yeah. and, and having a great time. And I, I really wonder, because I don't know, because I'm just not like this. I never have been like this. Do you think there's a conscious thought that is, you know, we're not really talking, we're not really, exp I mean, we're not really expressing our love verbally, but I know 100% that these people love me and that if I ever needed them, they'd be there. I, I think so, yes. I, yeah. 
But for you and I, this no, this would not work. No, because we feel distant without the words. Yeah. Um, but I, I think. I think women are are more apt to express that verbally, and I and I think they do. I'm just judging from the other the other. You say women express that, that. Will you say? Will you, I'm sorry. Will you ex- give me express. Like, um, I think you know, you know I think saying, it's but. I think it's you know I'm a woman so I just kind of know but I women talk about how they feel about each other and um, you know I think like a group of girlfriends tell each other like hey you know I know that you're here for me I'm so you know I'm mm-hmm. here for you this is really special your friendship in my life means a lot like I think that's a regular part of dialogue between women um, but mm-hmm. I think for men it's yeah very no. difficult no uh, I just don't think that's like a part of their their vocabulary at all yeah but um I mean I have a couple guy friends that it's really rare okay per, to be honest I like have a few guy friends period but I th- but those guy friends that I have that I would actually say hey they've kind of gotten past acquaintance into friendship into being my friend you know I I do say I love them Right, you know, and, and, they and, and they say back, and it's, um, I th- I think it's great. Right, and I'm not like I, you know, I'm not trying to like say that girls do one thing and boys no, do another. No, 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 no. I, but, I, um, I totally understand what you're saying. I just I do know, think that by and large, that by most large, of the men that I yeah. that I've known, this is, this is this is, and and I think it's easy to say, weakness of men. It's not necessarily a weakness of men. It's not something that they prefer to do all the time. Right. I know men who would never say to another man that they love them, but they tell their kids this, they tell their wife this, you know. Right. Uh, you know, and and I think if if you know if there's a there's a, a woman or a man who has trouble ever articulating love, then that's probably something that that should be addressed or looked at because I don't think that's healthy. Right. Because 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 they're just words, and that's not me denigrating or or you know down prioritizing the words I love you. It's just saying. It's just me saying, look, at the end of the day, they're words. And if you're doing the actions of love, you can you can follow that up with the expression as well. I like that. I mean, you yeah. know, it's not a dishonest, it's not a dishonest thing. It's when you say I love you and don't bother to do any of the things. Right. You know, that's, that's more of a problem. Right. But no, I mean, I, and I have been in situations where, you know, been with you know a group of girls that that don't get vulnerable with each other at all and I I guess that's just hard I I always walk away feeling empty I feel like not known Mm -hmm. I kind of feel Mm -hmm. a little invisible Mm -hmm. you know like it's just not worth it to me well yeah to you and 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 I I feel the same way you do but I think like we were just been saying you know to, to some that may be enough and you know we've talked in other episodes just about you know picking people and if they're capable of our level of intimacy you know then we should keep them around and right. if they're not that's okay we should let them go we should love them enough to let them go and not make them feel bad because they can't right um, of course they can't you know keep up with us because you know we're intense right but um, and don't you also find yourself like when you're in a group of people you you kind of like silo yourself with like one or two. Oh yeah. And you always just find like it's yeah it's, a whole group is way too overwhelming. Yeah, a group. It's just too much. There's yeah. there's so much. I feel like the more people you add, the more small talk is right. like spoken, and it's 
yeah. have to find like one or two people to really have a conversation with. Yeah, the group in a group. Yeah, I'm, it, yeah, even a group of a few, I tend to find an island and bring one or two people with me. So right. you know what you know what we didn't do uh, in this episode that we're I'm gonna I'm gonna suggest that we do in another episode, maybe even a part three, is actually specifically talk about how we do the work of being a friend because this episode kind of turned out more about what we've discussed in the past just about how people are different the way they form relationships are different and that we just need to get off our high verbal horse and not judge people who have <laughs> who have different comfort levels with with verb uh you know verbal intimacy um because you know no matter where people are at they get to choose um, how they're friends with others and they can be every bit as intimate deep and meaningful as the way we do it so right. well anyway. yeah let's do a part three okay this is great so we've reached the part of the podcast where we talk about uh what we love about each other and what we are grateful for on this particular day mm -hmm. so i guess i'll start i'll let me start with my my gratitude expression um, today, I am grateful. Uh, stuck. Oh, man, I it's so hard to do this. Do you want to pass? I have mine. Do you want to okay, pass? Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll hold it. Okay, go ahead. Okay, I'm grateful for uh, exercise, specifically that I'm healthy enough to run. So I, I used to run uh, years ago. I started running probably for the first time in... I don't know, in my, my early 20s. Um, really, really enjoyed it. And then got out of it, kind of got back into it, then got out of it again. And now for the last, since like March or April, I've been into it. So it's it's been great. Um, it's a great weight loss tool. It clears my head. And of course, you anybody who runs knows exactly what I'm talking about. It's great flow of endorphins. I do my best thinking when I run. Um, and just that I'm healthy enough to do it. Um, I try not to run too much because of my body starts telling me to kind of, <laughs> you know, slow down. But, but no, that's really, that's really what I've been, I'm thankful for right now. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Simple. All right. Okay. I've got mine. So uh, today I'm thankful for just the luxury of being able to work from home. Um, you do love that. I absolutely love it. I have so much more time than I did when I was driving to work. And I've, I am much more relaxed. Um, I enjoy my work more. I, I just truly think it's a win. So, and I truly do see it as a, as a luxury. So mm -hmm. I feel like I'm a better, a better Becky working from home. You're a better Becky. Sure. <laughs> so that's what I'm thinking. And that is hard for people. Um, and we don't need to get, go into that now exactly, but I mean, um, it I, really is hard for a lot of people. But I mean, I both love and hate it, you know, and I know like others that I talk to both love and hate it. They love the convenience of being able to be home. And if they have kids, they love that they can be there with them because kids are mostly, well, not all over the country, but there's a, still a lot of children in school who have to do it remotely. Right. Um, so there are some benefits, but then of course the social aspect, if you're at work on teams uh, at a job, then it's very, it's more difficult to, you know, communicate. But anyway, right. that's, a, that's neither here nor there. Right. Yeah, you're a better Becky. I'm a, I'm a better Becky. We should all strive to be a better Becky. <laughs> BB. Okay, so now we talk about our confessions of love. So this is where we say what we love about each other. All right. So, <clears throat> can I go? Okay. Oh, yeah. no, go? no, okay. I'll, 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 I'll go for it. Um, today I'm, I'm 
what I love about you is your intuitive nature and pretty much always knowing what I need. Um, whether that's like, you, you know, you know when I'm hungry and when I need coffee. Well, those are the two easiest <laughs> things to lock into. I've known yeah. that for years. My attitude changes pretty fast. Yeah. No, but, but you, you truly know like how to read me. Um, and just the care that you put into fulfilling that need really kind of turns my head. Um, you, you just, you're super intuitive and you, you know what I need and then you, you really think about, you know, not just what does she need, but you think about what does she, what does Becky need? What does Becky want? And you kind of like mix all of that together to take care of me and I, I see it and I, I feel it every day. That's, That's what I love about I you. love that. Yeah. I haven't told you that in a while. No, you haven't. But I love that. About I'm you. mad now. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I think uh, one of the th one of the things that I love about you, which you're probably gonna like look at me completely cross-eyed when I say this, is that I feel like I I love that you're fair with me. And yeah, yeah, so I'm doing the look. You're like, what are you fair? talking about? Like, no, like I I think like you know you and I are reactors. You know, oh, yes. something happens, we react. And if it happens between us, we tend to react. But then what you have done and are good at doing is that you pull back and you go, wait, <laughs> did, is, is it how I'm reacting in this moment to what I'm feeling? Is, is, you know, is that what's going on? Or did he really do something that was unjust or unfair to me that's that's you know creating the reaction or, or initiating the reaction and I feel like you really you really have a moment of pause where you start you, and it's I, I hopefully me too but like I feel like you really take how can I describe this it's like you you get faster and faster at recognizing or, or going through that 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 mental exercise in your brain when that situation happens it's like it occurs to you faster let's let me just not react he really does care about me he's not out to get me he's not <laughs> out to hurt my feelings so maybe i have to just be charitable and recognize whatever he just said probably came from a good spot and i'm just not in my brain you know recognizing that at this moment so i just feel like <laughs> more and more you you you're just being fair with me which just makes me feel really respected um and and just appreciated because i don't think we do that for people we don't love definitely do, does that make sense yeah. like we 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 at least in touch. yeah in our in this day and age we just react you know if someone said it it doesn't matter you know what they really intended it only matters that the words are spoken and that that was unfair and so now i'm going to be mad um which is the whole host of problems with our from our politics to our individual relationships and, and right on down the line but no i really feel like you take time in, in those moments of difficult conversations between us to kind of say hey you know let me just ask the question you know where is this coming from so i i love that appreciate that Aww, about you. thank you it's a win for you. I have been working on that. I will. I will. I will say. And the humility <laughs> continues to flow, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, I've been working on that tirelessly <laughs> every day. <laughs> no. So this is this has been great. Uh, we love talking about friendship. We're going to continue to do it. 
and um, I think a part three and goodness maybe even a part four will come but um, do you feel good I feel great we'll see you guys in episode 15 okay great if you would like to reach out to us with any questions or comments or suggestions, we would love to hear from you. Or if you just want to say hi, send us an email at 100daysayearpodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's 100daysayearpodcast at gmail.com. Not 100, but just 100. Also, if you'd like to follow us on Instagram, our handle is 100daysayearpodcast. Go ahead and give us a follow.